Oh, I feel so grown up. So far, until something messes up again. Okay. Om Gyanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurim Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. Mukankaroti Vachalam Pangum Lankaya Tegirim Jatkripata Mahang Pande Shri Gurundi Nataram. Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtang Stapitang Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupakadama Yangdadati Swapadantikam. Vancha kalpa turubhyashtra kripa sindhobhya evacha patitanam pavane pyo vaishnave pyo namo um, Welcome all. Uh, it's really nice to uh, be with you again. And, uh, oh look, it's Mitra. Disguised, cleverly disguised as Mahara, but it didn't work out. You still look a lot like Mitra. Um, and I'm I'm so grateful to Padmanabha Maharaj for um, uh, giving me this engagement uh, because it gives me a chance to spend time uh, with you all again. I have been feeling quite separated for uh, more than a year. And uh, this is just really nice. Um, actually, it was even better yesterday. I had uh, an excuse to call uh, Agni Dave, uh, who's in um, at the uh, Paris ISKCON Center right now. Uh, he's kind of the temple elder and kirtan leader kind of a guy. and. Uh, so I, I've been, I'm feeling a little at home right now. So I want to continue um, laying some background for um, our discussions of Shadanagati. And I'm going to take a, a quick look at a, a, a few sources uh, today. Yesterday, I went through um, a, like a list of, uh, not last, last week, I went through a list of um, verses that discussed Sharanagati and uh, it'll be something like that again today. I'll be doing some screen sharing. You'll <clears throat> get to see my highlighting. And so uh, this is a little awkward because uh, my screen doesn't work and I have to look at a, at a monitor to, to do things. Um, what do I want to do? I want to share screen. Um, and first, where's my Kindle? Okay. So um, first I thought we would take a look at um, the place in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu where Shardhanagati is discussed. Um, a little earlier in the second chapter, Srila Rupa Goswami lists all the 64 main angas of Vaidhisattva Bhakti. And in this part, um, uh, 
uh, where he um, uh, has a, a little more discussion and um, uh, verses that he uses as evidence or um, illustrations of these uh, different principles of, of uh, Vaitisat and Abhakti. Uh, what we see here is where he discusses it. Um, so this is uh, uh, from Hari Bhakti Vilas, Tavasmiti Vanan Vachatataiva Manasavidan, Tatstanamashatastanva Modate Shodanagataha. Accepting the Lord's protection, Shodanapati. Um, and this was referred to in the list. Um, in verse 88. So he's referring back there. He who, while this is from Hari Bhakti Vilas, he who, while saying, I am yours, accepts the protection of the Lord, feels bliss. And then he cites the Narasinga Purana. Tvam prapanusmi sharanam deva deva janardana itiya sharanam praptas tam It is also said in the Narasinga Purana. I deliver from suffering that person who takes shelter of me, saying, Lord of lords, exciter of all beings, I have taken you as my protector. Jiva Goswami has a short uh, commentary on this verse. And this is the extent of the discussion in, um, uh, in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Jiva says, Sharanam prapannos me here means I accept you as my protector. Sharanam praptaha means having attained the Lord as shelter. Thus, Sharanam has these two meanings, protection and shelter. Okay, that's not what I want. Okay, now I'm trying to figure out how, oh, stop share, gotcha. So, um, so that's um, our um, primary um, introduction to Sharanagati as one of uh, the, uh, uh, the primary angas of Pakti. Um, and uh, it's really confusing because I have two screens with two different things. Um, Sorry. So um, there are some other sources I wanted to bring in um, to uh, enrich our discussion. And uh, let's see if I can get those up here. Where do I want to start? Um, okay, I think I will start with something from um, Srila Sridhar Maharaj's um, uh, uh, commentary on Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Sharanagati songs. Oh, PDF expert. Okay. Um, and this is a section from the foreword. 
Generally, a foreword is not written by the author's book, but this isn't signed or, or attributed to anyone else like, um, uh, like Govinda Maharaj. Um, so I am simply not sure um, of its authorship. I assumed for a while that this was uh, Srila Sridhar Maharaj, and I'm going to go with that for now. I'd, I'd meant to check with Guru Maharaj and see what he thinks, but um, I just didn't have the chance. So what we see here, um, what we see here is uh, in the Vaishnava Tantra, the characteristics of Sharanagati have been explained as follows. Anukul yasya sankalpa pratikulya vivarjanam Rakshisha titi vishvaso guptrutve varanam tata atma nikshepa karpanye shadvida sharanagati. Um, accepting everything favorable, rejecting everything unfavorable, being confident that Krishna will grant his protection, embracing Krishna's guardianship, fully offering oneself to Krishna, and feeling oneself to be lowly are the six aspects of Sharanagati. And then he explains, among these six aspects, Goptritve Varanam, embracing the Lord's guardianship, is the complete embodiment or Angi of Sharanagati. The other five aspects are limbs, Angas. So uh, the um, Gaudiya Vaishnavas accept uh, the core um, limb of Sharanagati as being um, uh, putting ourselves completely under the Lord's care, letting him be our exclusive maintainer. I think very closely coupled with that, though, is this is Rakshashatiti Vishvasa, the conviction that, that Krishna will protect us in all um, circumstances. And we saw um, in uh, uh, before uh, in Jiva Goswami's um, commentary, he seems to um, emphasize that protection. Um, but here we we see that this Goptritve Varanam, um, this is um, the Angi. This is the core um, Anga of, of Sharanagati, and. Uh, all the others revolve around this. And as uh, Guru Maharaj likes to point out, the first two, Anukul Yasya Sankalpa and Pratikulya uh, Vivarjanam, or as we see it elsewhere, Pratikulya Sivarjanam. Um, uh, these, uh, the, the uh, core idea here is um, that we're determined. This is a, like a vow. Uh, a sankalpa, anukulyas a sankalpa. Um, I, I have determined that I'm going to accept things that are favorable for the culture of bhakti and that I'm going to uh, neglect or reject things that um, are unfavorable for the culture of bhakti. And, uh, and these are all really important um, things. Atmani kshepa means um, giving up all sense of self-interest. Srila Prabhupada said, sometimes translates it as um, uh, 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 
giving up our own interest and in, 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 in instead uh, making the Lord's interest our main thing. And, and uh, Carpanye, uh, uh, feeling ourselves very um, small and uh, insignificant. Uh, these are all uh, important angas of bhakti. But then he continues, there are three ways in which one embraces the Lord as one's guardian, physically, verbally, and mentally. These are described in Sri Hari Bhakti Vilas. And this is the verse that, uh, uh, that we saw. Tavasmiti vadanvacha tataiva manasa vidhan tatstanamashritastanva modate shananagata. Declaring with their words, I am yours, knowing this within their mind, and taking shelter of your abode with their body, the surrendered soul rejoices. Surrender performed in full in these three ways swiftly grants complete success. Otherwise, the result obtained is proportionate with the depth of one's surrender. So this, I, I like um, this paragraph um, especially. I don't necessarily, I can't, don't think I can say I like it more than the others, but I, uh, I really like this because we see in um, uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's commentary on the um, verse in the 11th canto, uh, second chapter, uh, shucks, all of a sudden, this is one of my favorite verses and it's escaping me. Um, uh, the verse that uh, gives the three ways we, uh, we know that we're engaged in bhakti. Um, and it's still escaping me. Maybe Padma Nava Maharaj or someone can chime in and help me. I think it's 11 to 42, 45. Um, oh, shucks. Anyway, um, geez, I'm almost remembering it. It's so frustrating. Srila uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, uh, uh, well, the uh, one, the one of the Navyogendras is comparing, maybe Havi or Kavi, is comparing um, engaging in bhakti pareshano pavo viraktiranyatra chaisa tri ekakala. That um, three things happen simultaneously and progressively as we actually engage in bhakti, um, and that is a sense of devotion, bhakti pareshano bhava, some some direct experience of the Lord and viraktiranyatra. And this happens, uh, this, uh, this is analogized with eating. And there are three things that happen simultaneously and progressively as we eat, tushti, pushti, kshudapaya. So there's some pleasure, there's nourishment, and then there's a relief from hunger. So these things are analogous with the three uh, elements of bhakti uh, in, in the previous line. And Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says that, um, that uh, these three things begin with, the ver with our very first day of worshiping the Lord. He says this in his uh, commentary on the 19th verse of the first canto's fifth chapter, where Narada is speaking uh, with Vyasadeva. So he says, um, just as somebody who... Uh, just as somebody who um, 
uh, who eats a little, um, gets a little nourishment and um, gets a little pleasure and a little nourishment and a little relief from hunger. And someone who eats a lot gets um, uh, full uh, uh, pleasure and uh, full nourishment and, and full relief from hunger. So someone who engages in a little bit of bhakti gets um, a little sense of devotion, um, a little bit of uh, a little experience of the Lord and a little detachment from other things. And someone who engages fully in bhakti gets, um, gets these things in full. And then he says, as, as, with, uh, as is the case with analogies, there is no perfect analogy. He says, um, the difference here, the flaw in the analogy is that um, you can't eat unlimitedly, but you can continue to serve unlimited, uh, unlimitedly. So that's a, a, a kind of a, a wonderful thing. So, um, and then um, the next paragraph, he says, and this is uh, uh, kind of, this is a lot of our discussion is going to uh, uh, revolve around Bhaktivinoda Thakur because I believe it's Srila Sridhar Maharaj here says, in order to learn Shadhanagati, one must first fall at the feet of Sri Bhakti Vinod Thakur, the teacher of Shadhanagati to the souls, who is the personification of the ideal of supra-mundane um, devotion, and who is non-different from the Acharyas, Sri Rupa and Sanatan, and pray, crying incessantly, I pray, I am so lowly. Um, uh, uh, please elevate me by teaching me Shadanagati. And here he's quoting Bhaktivinoda Thakur's introductory song that we heard from Agni Dev last week. Kandiya Kandiya Bale Amito Adam Shikaye Shadanagati Korohe Utam. So, um, you know, this is, I'm, and I'm, I'm bringing in all these things just to kind of uh, give us a stronger uh, background understanding of, uh, uh, of what we're talking about when we're talking about um, Shodanagati. Now, I also wanted to share a little from uh, Prapanna Jivanamritam, Srila Sridhar Maharaj's masterpiece, uh, Prapanna Jivanamritam, where he talks about just where Shadanagati fits in, um, in the life of, of a spiritual practitioner. Um, and so he's, he says here, the normal wholesome and happy plane is in the life of dedication without exploiting or borrowing anything from the environment and without attempting to artificially renounce it, one who is sincere to dedicate himself naturally comes into contact with a higher and more subtle plane of life. By his readiness to give and serve, he will attain to a higher society and achieve an appropriate master. The enjoying spirit forces one to be associated with a lower section to control and enjoy. 
And the renouncing spirit allures even the scholars with its prestigious superiority over exploitation. So the, the renouncers think themselves uh, superior to the enjoyers. But this is, um, this is um, simply another trap, Srila Sridhar Maharaj says. Thus, it is more dangerous, just as a half-truth is more dangerous than falsehood. As it is difficult to awaken someone from the deepest possible sleep, deliberationists may remain for incalculable time within their cell of non-differentiated liberation. But the higher existence will invite the service of one who desires to purely dedicate himself without remuneration. Seva, service, dedication, is the summum bonum of the teachings of the Vaishnava school, the third plane of life, where every unit is a dedicating member of an organic whole. In such a normal adjustment, everyone mutually assists one another in their service to the center, the higher recipient, the highest entity. Everything is existing to satisfy him because he must possess the qualification to be the absolute. He is the prime cause of all causes and everything exists for him to satisfy him. And um, I've always liked this. Um, I think there's another place where he discusses this as well, that when we talk about Sharanagati, when we talk about Bhakti, we're not talking about renunciation um, any more than we're talking about um, than we're talking about exploiting Krishna's energy. In fact, um, the essence of the sannyasa ashram is just this dedication. It's not really renunciation. It's detachment. It's vairagya. Um, and we know that Guru Maharaj sometimes like to say likes to say that vairagya means a special kind of attachment, being attached to Krishna, being attached even more to Krishna's service. Um, and that's especially important um, for the sadhaka. So, I mean, the essence of the sannyas ashram is dedication of kaya, mana, and vak to the service of the Lord, body, mind, and speech. So we don't renounce these things. We don't give these things up uh, because these are the assets that we have uh, that, you know, that come with having uh, a human body. You know, we have, um, you know, we, we have senses with which we can do things. We have opposable thumbs. So we can, there are things that we can do with our hands and, and our other parts of our bodies. And we can do things deliberately because, um, because of our uh, mind. We have a, a specially developed mind and intellect. Um, and um, then there's the human voice, which is uh, quite an amazing thing. Um, and so rather than giving these things up, we engage them in Krishna's service. And that, um, that's real renunciation. That's giving up um, personal interest uh, for the interest of the Lord. Atmanik uh, shepa, you know, just rejecting um, any sense of ourself other than as servants um, of Krishna. And therefore, um, anyone, Srila Prabhupada points out a, a few times, that anyone who um, is dedicated like this 
is actually living in the sannyas ashram. You don't have to change your name. You don't have to change your clothes. All we're, what we really need to change um, is our hearts, is our attention. Um, one devotee uh, whose uh, classes I sometimes listen to um, on another online platform where I, where I uh, give classes a couple times a month in the morning and, um, and, and have discussions three evening, evenings a week of uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and Nectar of Devotion. Um, he uh, said something a few weeks ago that I really liked, and he said, love begins with attention. And I don't remember exactly what his, uh, what the context was, but when he said that, I wrote it down, and, uh, and it's kind of stuck with me. And, and so that's something that we should, we should bring to um, all our uh, devotional activities, is attention to, our, to Japa, to our kirtan, um, to our studies and uh, to hearing um, each other when we're discussing Harikata, we should bring our attention because that's, you know, sometimes have, you know, said, you know, when devotees wonder about doing other things while they chant, chanting while they, chanting japa while they drive or check their email or whatever it is we do, I've just said, well, you can, if you can imagine, you know, you're courting some girl or some guy and um, you know you're you're trying to convince them that you know that you really love them, but you're actually checking uh, the news on the screen over there on the other side of the room as you're doing it. You know your attention's not really there. You're going through the motions, you're saying the words, but how impressed is that person going to be with that? Because your attention is is somewhere else altogether. So it's this dedication is this you know is really. Um, uh, an essential element of um, all the angas of bhakti, um, dedication um, of you know of all our um, assets uh, to the service of the Lord. And because um, we often see um, this, uh, was there? Um, no, I don't think there was somewhere else. That I, oh, I know what I wanted to do next. Um, now, we also see Bhaktivinoda Thakur discuss Sharanagati in um, Jaiva Dharma. So, let's take a quick look at a couple of the places in Jaiva Dharma where, um, where he does that. Um, this, I don't remember which chapter this is now. Um, here, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Sacha Sharanapati Lakshana. Faith is characterized by surrender. And this is uh, a quotation from uh, one of his own compositions, the Amnaya Sutras, which we'll look at um, um, in uh, a, a couple of minutes. And he says, um, now we sometimes uh, say, we'll, we'll express this Sacha Sharanapati Lakshana as. Uh, Sharanagati is an external manifestation of, uh, of faith. Um, but here, um, you know, it, it, this, I think this is Banu Swami's translation. He says that, that faith is a characteristic of surrender. So it's an external characteristic of surrender. In other words, 
that's how we show our faith by engaging in these six angas of surrender. So then he says, surrender is faith's external quality. Surrender is described as follows. Anukul yasya sankalpa patikulya vivarjanam rakshashatiti vishvaso varanam tata atmani sharanagati. So it's the same six angas. And then he paraphrases them. I will do what is favorable for pure bhakti and will reject what is unfavorable for bhakti. That is my vow. The Lord is my protector. I have faith that jnana yoga and the other processes cannot accomplish this. I gain nothing by my own actions. I cannot protect myself. I will serve the Lord to the best of my ability. He will protect and nourish me. This is my conviction. Who am I? I am his, and I do my actions by his desire. That is how I offer myself, Atmani Vedana. I am worthless and miserable. And there's another place where he discusses Sharanagati later. And this is um, late in, in Jaivatarma where we see Brajanath and Bijai Kumar um, discussing uh, bhakti with uh, their, one of their gurus, uh, Raghunath Das Babaji. And Brajanath says, association with the devotee is the only sukriti that gives bhakti. One hears topics um, of the Lord from a devotee's mouth and then attains bhakti. Is this the sequence of events? And um, Babaji goes through the different um, stages of bhakti real quickly. And then he says, the basic principle is that by the sukriti of seeing pure devotees, a tendency to follow devotees develops. The conclusion is that the first association is accidental. Um, later, faith arises and then again, association takes place. The result of the first association is faith. So we know that in the, the um, nine um, stages of bhakti that Srila Rupa Goswami discusses, um, the first is shraddha. But before that shraddha, there, there is some association of devotees. There's, there's, uh, there are, there is uh, bhakti sukriti uh, created by um, somehow or other accidentally being in, in the company of devotees. And then gradually you do some things for the devotees. And then eventually your association with devotees, Sangha, then that association becomes more deliberate and more um, systematic. Uh, and then he says, the other name of faith is surrender or sharanapati, contact with the Lord's dear land, his festivals, objects, and devotees are the first association. As a result of this first association, faith in the form of Sharanapati appears. Its quality is described in the final verse of the Gita. Sarvadharman parityajya mamekam sharanam braja ahum tvam sarvapapi bhyo moksha ishami ma Giving up all dharmas, just surrender to me alone. I will deliver you from all sins. Do not worry. And then he says, uh, 
The phrase Sarva Dharman means Smarta Dharma, Ashtanga Yoga, Sankhya, Jnana, Vairagya, etc. By all these, this is in other words, all the things that have just been discussed in the Bhagavad Gita. With this in mind, the instruction is given to give up all these dharmas. I, Krishna, having a form of condensed Satchidananda, performing pastimes in Braja and the only goal of the jiva. Knowing this, being devoid of thoughts beyond enjoyment or liberation, surrender to me, having faith in the form, having faith in the form of prapati. When this faith appears, the jiva, crying, decides to follow, follow the Vaishnavas. He takes shelter of a devotee. That devotee is his guru. And then, because Bhaktivinoda Thakur refers here to his Amnaya Sutras, I want to take a look at his uh, discussion of, uh, of this in his Amnaya Sutras. Um, he talks about the association of devotees. And then he says, um, at the end of Sutra 56, he says, Shraddhavanjanhoi A faithful devotee is, truly, is the truly eligible candidate for the loving service of the Lord. And then he discusses Shraddha and Shraddhanagati. He says, uh, faith is a specific activity performed in the heart. We see this referred to in Jaiva Dharma as well. It makes one desire to engage in devotional service. It is different from the other means of spiritual advancement. And then in his commentary on his own sutras, Bhaktivinoda Thakur cites the Kata Upanishad. And um, then he says, um, getting here, uh, in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita in the 22nd chapter, it said, um, although Krishna has previously, ex previously explained the proficiency of executing Vedic rituals, performing fruitive activity as, as enjoined in the Vedas, practicing yoga, cultivating jnana. These last instructions are the most powerful and stand above all the others. These um, instructions to simply take shelter of Krishna's lotus feet. If the devotee has uh, faith in the strength of this order, he worships Lord Krishna and gives up all other activities. And then he cites, um, Chaitanya Charitamrita as well. Shraddhashabdi vishvas kohi sudhurdhanishchoy. And the, the entire verse here is Shraddhashabdi vishvas kohi sudhurdhanishchoy, Krishna bhakti koile sarva karma kritahoy. By render, the, what we call Shraddha is um, vishvas, uh, is uh, uh, a very firm conviction, nishchai. Sudhrita Nishchaya, a very firm conviction, Vishvas, that by rendering transcendental loving service to Krishna, we perform all other subsidiary activities. So therefore, Krishna says at the end of the Bhagavad Gita, Mokshayishami um, Masuchaha, that if there's any flaw in your completely taking shelter of me and giving giving up everything else, you don't need to worry about it. Masuchaha. Uh, because um, I will personally deliver you from the, uh, the, the uh, reactions to any um, problems. And then he says, 
Satya Shadanapati Lakshana. Faith is characterized by taking shelter of the Lord and surrendering unto him. And here we have some verses that'll be familiar. Um, Ashveta Svataru Upanishad, uh, because I desire liberation, let me surrender to the personality of Supreme Personality of Godhead, who first enlightened Lord Brahma in Vedic knowledge through Lord Brahma's heart. The Lord is the original source of all enlightenment and spiritual advancement. And then the final instruction of Bhagavad Gita, and then the six um, uh, aspects of surrender, again listed as acceptance of those things favorable to a devotional service, rejection of unfavorable things, the conviction that Krishna will give protection, acceptance of the Lord as one's um, guardian or master, full self-surrender and humility. And then we hear from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita again, that same section of chapter 22. This is um, uh, an important, well, an important chapter of, this is um, the part of uh, the Sanatan Shiksha where uh, Lord Chaitanya um, shortly after this begins discussing the 64 Angas of Bhakti. So then he says, Sharanalaya Kori Krishna Atma Samarpan Krishna Tare Kori Tatkale Atma Sam. When a devotee thus fully surrenders unto Krishna's lotus feet, Krishna accepts him as one of his own, uh, one of his confidential associates. It's an interesting phrase. Um, Krishna Tare Kori Tatkale Atma Sam. At that time, he accepts him as Atmasam, being the same as, as himself, as good as, his, as himself. We see later in Chaitanya Charitamrita in the Antilila, fourth chapter of Antilila, uh, Mahaprabhu, is, Mahaprabhu is again speaking to Sanatana Goswami after he, um, after Sanatana has come through the Jarikanta forest to, um, uh, to Puri. Uh, to see Lord Chaitanya. And as we know, along the way, because of some drinking some bad water, he had, uh, he got an infection that had his body covered with um, oozing sores. And he was so um, uh, embarrassed by this that he had decided not only not to go anywhere near Lord Chaitanya, Jagannath's temple or any of the devotees, but to stay um, with uh, um, Haridas Thakur, who also had the same determination um, because of his uh, social situation. But he had decided to, to throw away that body, which had become useless. He was worried because if he went to see the Lord, to see Lord Chaitanya, he knew how affectionately the Lord felt toward him. And on their very first meeting, the Lord threw those long arms of his around Sanatana, even though he didn't, you know, he'd been traveling through the forest for many days and, and uh, his hair and beard had grown out and he was dressed like a, uh, like a, a, a dervish, a dervish, a, a Sufi uh, monk. And um, immediately on seeing Sanatana Goswami, Lord Chaitanya, threw those long, long arms of him around him and drew him toward his chest and embrace. And he said, the Lord is so affectionate to me. He's going to want to embrace me. And I'm just 
disgusting. So it's better that I just get rid of this body. So he had determined that he was going to commit a sort of spiritual suicide by throwing his body under Lord Jagannath's cart during the Ratiatra. So Lord Chaitanya came to see him and talk him out of it. And as part of his argument, he said, uh, at the time of initiation, as the devotee um, engages in self-surrender, the Lord accepts that devotee's body as being as good as his own. And he describes it twice in three verses as Chidanandamoy, the devotee's body, um, as Chidanandamoy, made of spiritual substance. And uh, so he's not talking, of course, about a, a spiritual body, a, a Siddha Deha, but he's talking about our practitioner's body, a spiritualized body, Sataka Deha. And he convinced Sanatan that you know, surrendering your, you've surrendered your body to me, so it's not yours to do with as you like. I've got things I want to accomplish through this body, so um, you're going to have to just make do. But it's really interesting that he, uh, that he uses the same phrase there, Atmasam. The Lord accepts that um, practitioner's body as being as good as his own. So, and then he um, goes on to talk, talk about in, in the next sutra, um, taking shelter of the spiritual master, how, how faith, so he's kind of going through these um, stages here, how faith causes us to take shelter uh, of the spiritual master's lotus feet, which is the first of the 64 angas um, of sadhana bhakti. So um, that's what I um, uh, came to share this morning. And um, uh, so I want to uh, take the rest of our time um, for any um, discussion that might come from the rest of the devotees. And I believe everyone's free to um, unmute themselves, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Oh, somehow or other, we're paired down to a pretty small group today. That's interesting, too. Kanaram, no questions? I, I do have a question. Kanaram always uh, has a question. I have something on, I try to keep something on the back burner. But um, I thought it was really interesting how you said that, like, a, when a person contacts a devotee, then at that point, they get some shraddha, that that faith comes by contact from a devotee. So I was just trying to think like in my own life, like I had grown up, so in going to the Baptist church and whatnot, I had heard of God and, you know, a lot of stories and whatnot, but I had seen some devotees when I was like maybe 13 or 14 in Washington, D.C. So maybe that's when, that's the first memory I have of seeing Hare Krishna people. They were dancing in Kirtan. And I guess maybe that's where I presume, according to what you're saying, that that's where my initial faith came from. Well, yeah, I mean, I would guess um, that's where your faith be, uh, was sparked 
um, at, at least in this lifetime. Um, there's all there's pretty good chance that you'd had um, association with devotees in in previous lives. Most I mean most of us um, show an, enough interest in in bhakti as soon as we have um, the opportunity that it seems that we're picking up um, from somewhere um, you know from from practice from a previous life. But I think it, be, it begins with the association of devotees. I mean, a lot of a lot of folks remember their first contact with devotees. I, I, um, I mean, I had heard the Hare Krishna mantra before I met devotees because, I mean, the first time I remember hearing the the Maha mantra was on the soundtrack of the old '60s. I think we called it a tribal rock opera, Hair. And um, uh, I, I remember, I liked a lot of the songs. I thought they were clever and um, and naughty, some of them, and and uh, some of them righteously defiant. I liked them, but the one that stuck with me was the the Maha Mantra. And um, but it, you know, it, it was. I thought it was cool, but it was when I heard it being chanted by devotees. Um, at a Jimi Hendrix concert in 1969 here in Honolulu, that it really made an impression on me. It really, that night, it just, it completely moved me and, um, you know, created a big uh, turn um, in, in my life. And a lot, most devotees have some experience like that. I, I'll, I've got to say that even as a kid, I encountered, whenever I encountered the name Krishna, I always noticed it. I don't, I mean, that certainly doesn't come from my background as a uh, son of an agnostic Methodist or anything like that. Um, but I remember there was a cult. I lived in, uh, when I was 9, 10, 11 years old, we lived in the San Fernando Valley area of Los Angeles. And there was a cult back in the hills in the Santa Susana Mountains I don't remember the name of the cult, but the leader of the of the cult was a guy who called himself Krishna Venta. And there was just something about the guy's name that I just thought was really cool. Now he was weird as heck, and his cult was weird as heck, and um, and it it got into the news when a couple of disgruntled ex cult members uh, drove a uh, pickup truck full of dynamite into the compound and and blew it up. Um, but I remember being 10 years old and seeing this guy interviewed on, um, channel five, I guess the local LA TV station and just noticing the guy's name, if nothing else, I, nothing he said made a lot of sense to me. Um, probably didn't make a lot of sense at all now that I look back, but, uh, the guy's name arrested my attention. And then I remember you know, reading um, about Krishna and the Bhagavad Gita when I became interested in Gandhi um, some years later, I think while I was in high school and then later in the Navy. And, um, but when I heard it chanted by devotees, it made a strong enough impression that it, you know, that my life began um, to change, <laughs> began to become unraveled in some ways. Oh, here's a question. Here's a question from Anna Porna. 
Uh, could you please say more ab about something you said and I read on your screen, um, but uh, she, she missed it. I don't remember whether it was literal or understand. Faith is the manifestation of Sharanagati or actions, actions rendered. But uh, English is a little rough. So I can go back to that. Um, that was Bhakti Mino Thakur in um, or was it Jaiva Dharma? Darn. Um, but yes, uh, the point that Bhaktivinoda Thakur makes and that uh, Srila Sridhar Maharaj makes and Guru Maharaj makes as well and um, following him in the years that I've been associating, 20 or 22 years I've been associating with him, um, that I've made as well is that um, Shodhanagati is an external manifestation um, of our faith. Um, it's how we enact faith. It's how we do faith. So to the extent that we have faith in Krishna as our protector, as our exclusive maintainer, uh, to the extent that we're able to embrace things that, um, that nurture um, our bhakti and neglect things that um, undermine uh, the growth of bhakti, um, to the extent that we're able to um, give up our interest for the interest of the Lord, to the extent that we're able to um, feel humble and, um, uh, and insignificant, especially um, in, in, in the Lord's presence, um, to, the, to that extent, uh, we will, um, uh, that uh, shows how deep our faith is. So, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that, uh, um, I think that's a, a clear understanding. I think that you, if, if that's how you understood it, I think you understood it well. Does that help? Is Annapurna still here? Oh, I scared her away. <laughs> But yeah, this is, you know, this is, um, Sharanagati is the external manifestation of our faith. It's how we enact Shraddha, how we demonstrate, how we do uh, Shraddha. And it's not something that we necessarily have to push, we should, we should have to push ourselves to do, but this is what should come out of our hearts when we have an opportunity to take deeper shelter of the Lord. Um, then we, then we naturally embrace that. Oh, there's Mahara, the real Mahara. Um, anything else? Oh, there's Annapurna. Mitra has something. Mitra wants to ask you something. Please. Well, I, got a, I got a comment. <clears throat> when you're talking about the um, comparing bhakti to eating, <clears throat> Um, and then you said there's a <clears throat> limitation on that analogy how you can only eat so much 
Uh, and I, it just reminded me of a purport at the end of the uh, story of King Ambarish. It's mm. in a purport. And I think Prabhupada's quoting Vishwanath there. He said, Ambarish, after his son grew up, he passed the kingdom onto his son. Ambarish went off to the forest to engage in more austerities, to advance his bhakti even more. And Prabhupada said, he already had so much bhakti that, you know, the Sudarshan Chakra came and protected him. And, you know, he was pretty far along. But just like a materialist, a capitalist is always interested in getting more and more money. He never has enough money. So the devotee always wants more and more bhakti. Oh, so you could add that on to the... That's, the I, yeah, I... I think that's wonderful. That's there's um, in the eleventh canto of the Bhagavatam where the Varnashram system is discussed. Um, we see different uh, different lists different lists of qualities of the different varnas um, than we see in Bhagavad Gita. A little different. And um, when Krishna uh, instructs Uddhav about the qualities of a Vaishya, the first one is they can never make enough money. And, um, you know, and, and the others are, are all quite noble. All the other qualities of the, of the, of the Vaisha are, are very elevated. But the first is, you know, they're never satisfied. However much wealth they have, they always have to have more. And I remember there was a previous politician and some de devotees would say, oh, he's a Vaisha. And I said, well, he has one quality of a Vaisha but he seems to be a little short in all the others because they're all quite noble. Um, so yeah, I, I, and I really like that. So that's actually a quality of a devotee. Um, he or she can never get enough service. Uh, they become greedy uh, for service. Thank you. Anything else? Dhanavad Pranam Maharaj. And mine to you. <laughs> oh, it's so happy to see where and, and you folks are in Sweden now? Yeah, we are. And it's almost spring, so there's some sunlight now. Not oh, and it's also, spring, but it's, also <laughs> it's probably it's probably afternoon there now that I think about it. Yeah, yes. it's five thirty in the afternoon. Uh, sun's just cold. coming up here. Mm. Uh yes. Yeah. I was just wondering if you could share with us the channel where you say, you mentioned you give two classes per month. Oh, well, we do that in the evenings, Hawaii time. I don't know what in the world time of day it is where you are, um, yeah. but it's, um, it's e-sangha.org. Um, if, if you send me a note, if you send me a, yeah. if you send me a, if you send me a note, I can send you a link. Thank um, you. How you can get on? Thank you. Um, we are. Uh, we we we're discussing. Um, it's a uh, largely Iskanish group, so we're discussing nectar of devotion in the light of bhakti rasamrita sindhu, mm. and so we're in. We're in chapter eight now, which is discussing the offenses. Uh, we're in the middle of discussing the offenses in deity worship right now. 
So we go back and forth looking at, at the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and the commentaries um, uh, along with the, the nectar of devotion. And there's some interesting differences that mm. we see in, in, in those lists, um, uh, which is, uh, anyway, uh, brings up some, you know, we, you know, we have some interesting discussion. It's a very um, small group. It's only about half a dozen of us because it's nighttime here in Hawaii and quite late in the mainland US and mm. I don't know what time in Europe. Uh, but uh, yeah. oh, also, I just want to mention. I think I mentioned I, I spoke to Agni Dave, and he just wanted me to offer my obeisances to all the devotees. I spoke with him yesterday for about thirty or forty minutes. I sent him a copy of Oh My Friend, that he's been waiting for for a long time. Anything else? Okay, if you like, uh, we can adjourn. And I have to figure out how to wind this thing down. Guess I first stop recording. <laughs>